0: Today's stuff we learned, Duff Mem Gimel. And in yesterday's, I've just got a, a sheet this, to summarize some of the machloket, or most of what we're going to be learning in the first number here. And that is the machloket we see between what appears, I should say, to be a machloket. As I explained yesterday, the Gemara perceives this as being machloket in terms of what Rabbi Yochanan said. Rabbi Chia Barva says, his, his statement was that we learned yesterday that uh, the Zayt, it's Kavush, he said that's Bori Priyats. So now, despite the fact we say Kavush kemubushal, Nonetheless, despite the fact that it's cooked, it still can the ba'ini, still make very pets. Whereas Rabbi Yamin Bar-Yafet, he says another statement in the name of Yachani was Yerek Shaluk. If you cook up, Shaluk is cooked thoroughly. Now, Rashi quotes Rashi here that if it's cooked thoroughly, the brachary is Shakol near Bidbarah. And the Gemara perceives this as being a machloket. So then we say as follows Amram Shmuel, that's what we got to yesterday. So Amrab Shmuel, Bar Yitzhak, Matnit Messiah, Rabbi Yamin Bar-Yafet. So we seem to have a, a, a teaching that seems to support Rabin Minyafet. What is that? So here we're talking, this is the, this is the uh, mission that relates to um, Maror on Pesach. That you, that Maror itself, you cannot have it if it's kavush, if it's shaluk, or if it's mvushal. So kavush if it's pickled, soaking, shaluk if it's, if it's thoroughly cooked, and mvushalim if it's cooked normally. And then that seems to suggest that what? Once it is cooked, it is no longer considered in its original state, which supports Rabbi Yom V'nyafet's understanding, Rabbi Yochanan, that once it's cooked, since it's not in its original state or form, the bracha changes, it should be Shekolni Bevorah. That's how it seems to align. And then it says, Rabbi Chaim explains, he says, but if the statement is Rabbi Barva, which is that if it is still retains its status, then you should be able to be Yotzeer. We're using Kavush Shaluk or Mavushal on Pesach, and the Mishnah says otherwise. However, so that's, that's sort of, as you see in the chart I've got here, that's Rab Yitzhak seems to bring a proof to Shita Rabbin Yamim B'ayat. However, Zira says two points that seem to support Rab Chia Barba. He says as follows First is, Who who is considered more precise in the transmission of the teachings of Rabb Yochanan? In other words, who was more madaic with the teaching of Yochanan? You know what the truth is, it's Rabbi Barva. Or sorry, is it Rabbi Barva or is Rabbi Yah So, law B'Yah Barva, clearly it's Rabbi Barva. So, in other words, if you've got a suffix, what the teaching of Rav Yochanan is, you go to the more accurate source and it seems to be Barva. So, what are you trying to support Rabbi Yah M'Yafet? We have to we'll, the Gemara will have to deal with Shmuel Bar Yitzchak's proof that seems to support Rabbi Yah M'Yafet. But the first statement is we should, we should, we should. We should um, we should uh, really treat Rebhia Bharvash more seriously, that despite the fact that it's kavush or even cooked, that it retains its bracha. The odd and further I mean how do we see from this case, we've got a precinct an and chamim, we've seen Rabbanan Ravarvaya, Rabbanim Gdolim, Alun La Avraita, they go to a Surah Havra'a, but Turmusin, they bring Turmas in lupins, Lupins, Lupines, I think it's, or Mavarkin and the bracha that make is Bray Priyadama. And you can't have Turmasin raw. But Turmasim loves shalukin, and aren't they already cooked? So we see here, despite the fact it's cooked, it retains its bracha. So again, on the chart here, we've got two statements on Reb Chiyar. seems to say the Reb Baba seems to be the a more accurate position. One is, he has, a, he has a reputation of being far more accurate in transmission of the teachings of Reb Yochanan. And the second one, we see also a precedent that when it came to Turmasim, when it was cooked up, it, they still made a propria dama so it says, in temar Matnita. I'm adding the word here that you probably don't have in front of you is Matnita, which Rab Chaim says, and a lot of the Girish's, really, I think also adds it. In other words, if you want to say that Mishnah that seemed to support Rabbi Yamin Bar-Yafet, I can explain that. Shni'ehi, that's Shoneh. Why? Sha'amra Torah mirurim. When it comes to Maror, a critical part of Maror is also its taste that it is bitter. And again, Rasura takes out the word Turmasin. Any vegetable that we're mentioning here by Maror, Kevin Shashal Kan Batla Maratan. Once it's cooked, it it loses its its sharpness. And that's why when it's cooked, it can't be used. In other words, the reason why you can't use Maror when it's cooked is not because as soon as it's cooked, it changes its form and it's completely something different. And therefore you make a new bracha, no, it retains its form. However, since its flavor changes, we lose the other requirement. It doesn't fit the other requirement of Mara, then it must be better, okay? So if you look on the chart here, we have a supporter of Bara Barva, and then we've also reject the proof of Rabin Yamin Bar Yafet that is that, that, um, that try to bring a proof of Mara because Mara is a completely different situation altogether. But on this point of Batla Maratan, I just, I saw he brought here, it's all, this is all in the, on the Duff. It says, um, the Rebaz actually says, he says, I think this is fascinating. He says there's a chubat that I don't understand. Why should machi he allowed a yarak salata? That he allowed a vegetable called salata, I assume, I think that's lettuce. Al Because it has all the simanim of maro that rat, kashet starts off, um, starts off soft and becomes hands. So we say it doesn't have a bitter taste. We learn from this gemara if it loses a bit of flavor, you can't use it for maror. And he says, "Ulay b'Hamburg o berry, o berry I think it is. Oh, sorry, o ba'arei Ashkenaz, my mistake. O Hamburg o ba'arei Ashkenaz shehiskir Maybe you had a different flavor. So it's interesting here because what, what's clear from the rebaz. He understands that Marul from this Camara has to have a bitter taste, and he can understand that Hassan would, would seem to be a, a, a vegetable that didn't taste bitter. And he, in the only way you could rationalize it if it tasted differently in Hamburg and in Germany. Okay, I thought that's an interesting side point. Let's continue. However, if we go continue with our chart, Rabbi Yossi Baru Avon says, I've got a way of resolving the problem, meaning you don't have to question the accuracy of Rabbi Yom Vimai Yaffe, because maybe Rabbi Barba and Rabbi Yom are both accurately transmitting the the teaching of Rabbi Yom and they're just talking about two different cases. So he says, Zayit, the first case that Rabbi Barba was talking about, Al-Yeday, Al-Yeday, it's also, Shodarkam Le'okhalachai, again, the Rabbi Chaim inserts, Al-Yeday She'ein Darkam Le'okhalachai, you don't eat olives raw, that is why Afalpisha kavush, since the way to eat it is with pickling, then it still retains its state. In other words, Rakhibra says after kavush, you make a prayer etz, that is because it cannot be eaten raw. That's the way you eat it. So therefore, it still retains its state boripara etz. However, yarak, or yerek vegetables, can be eaten raw, Kevan shashalku once it's cooked, it's nishtane, it changes its form. That's why the, that's why the teaching of Chia Barava and Rab and aren't soterachadacheni. They they fit more with one another because Rab Chia Barava was talking about a zayt which cannot be eaten raw. That's why when you when it's pickled, it, it retains its brachal etz, And Rab Dimaniyafet was talking about vegetables that can be eaten raw. So once it's cooked, it then it changes and it's no longer its original form, and that's why it makes a brachal shalch only Okay. That is that sugi. I'll, I'll just end the screen share because that's uh that it anymore. Okay, back to the Gemara. Now we say We said by bread it has a special brach. Uh, despite the fact it grows from the, uh, the ground, you might say it should be break kriyadama. No, because it's a, Now here we have a machlok. We have a machlok ravnechemia virabana. So Rabbi Nechemia says the brach is with a hey. Rabbanan Amri, Rabbanan say So the Midrash also has this gear, so I think the Bible has it the other way around. But anyway, let's, we're learning Yoshalmi today. So Rabbanachemia says it's Hamoitsi and Rabbanan says it's just in Now, what's the basis of the Matloket? Um, there's a discussion where in the in, in, uh, the people explain it two different ways, but um, whether Hamoetzi means, so in those, what's the difference in Hamoitsi and Hamoetzi? One is Lashon Atid, the other one is Lashon Avar. One is talking about in the future, and one is talking about in the past. So the way um, Reb says, Hamotzi is referring, is Lashon Atid, And Motzi is Lashon Avar, that he took lechem from the, land, from the ground, and Hamotzi is he will take. Now the proof of this, if you look at the Pnei Moshe, he says, How do I know de-mo- Motzi? Mashmela Avar. How do I, Motzi means past. He says, Kel took you and already at that point, <inaudible> that's past. Eh? <inaudible> implies in <the> future. <inaudible> hamotzi going to take you from the, uh, the suffering you have the, uh, in Mitzrayim. <inaudible> and at that moment, <inaudible> they were still in Mitzrayim. So that's the proofs in the that hamotzi <inaudible> means uh, future and motzi <inaudible> means past. So ati in ki So we, um, so, so in other words, to, to appreciate this though, um, what is atid and avar? So let's, uh, the Gemara says it fits with another, another uh, machloket, which is um, that this machloket aligns with another machloket in terms of the word lefet. What's a language lefet? Now lefet means turnip, but here it's important for the sukhya, the etz yosef on the midrash, that also I saw here says, it actually can refer to all types of vegetables, all mineh yarakot. Okay. So what's the term lefet? He says also, also the Pnei moi, also the pnei moi says Okay, very good. Thank you. He says um, says meaning and Haranama says pati So what what this means is is when it says lefet, I'll read. Uh, 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 sorry, I closed my midrash. But the, he says is that In other words, Yosef says when lo means lo meaning lefet is a vegetable that once it grows in the ground, it's ready to eat, it's ready to go. So lefet is lo patita, Wasn't bread also like this? also not rhetorically, but like it, I say, wasn't bread also like this, that it also came out of the ground ready to be consumed. So that's Lashon Avar, meaning in Gan Eden, it was Hamotzi Lechem, sorry, Motzi Lechem in means bread came out ready to be consumed. It didn't have to worry about grinding wheat, It was That was before the curse of Bazar, right before the curse of Adam having to um, work for his bread. However, the other shi'ur is, lo, in other words, lo pat hi atidliyot, meaning this is in the future. Left is ready to go, but in the future, pat will be exactly like this, as it is related from the pasuk he pisat bar, pisat bar baaretz ubarosharim. So pisat bar will be in the land. Literally, literally, is abundant grain. I think the, the, the translations call it. That's also the way was um, it David translated and also Barosh harin. But Pisat Bar, the understanding is, it's like pas yad. Like in a small rolls, it will be one's hand, the bar is referring to grain being, referring to, um, that's understanding now referring to lechem, if it's going to be the size of the palm, that will be coming Minha Aretz. That's a Latid Lavo idea. What's interesting here, again, I just saw the rebuzz. He says that the Midrash, if you look at the Midrash discuss it, discusses this uh, debate, it puts it immediately after the discussion of what was the it, uh, Etz um, etzadat, and it's immediately, and it seems to connect this debate to the the, the shitta that Etzadat was wheat. Okay, that's one of the shitas of what Etzadat was. And I'm just reflecting on that; makes a lot of sense. Meaning, if the Etzadat was wheat and it produced lechem, and the sin was with consuming lechem, it makes sense that that's where the curse was with lechem, there was longer moitze <laughs> lechem in the Aritz. and and latid, if you want to combine those as latid lavo, when metakem adam rishon, that's going to moitze lechem in once again, but I'm sort of committed to both sides of the debate. Because... <laughs> right. It, that, that's the point. In other words, why is he punishing dafk with lechem because he ate lechem? I think that's what Midrash says anyway, but um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it, it, it makes a lot of sense. No, but it makes sense that that they were no longer able to eat lechem gamor, right? It's like straight out, they had to produce it. That was my point. Okay, let's continue. Rabbi Yirimiya Baruch Kamei Rabbi Zirah. He said, Rabbi Yirimiya made a bracha in front of the Zira, and he said, hamoitzu lechem in aras. He said, using lashon with a hey in the beginning. Bakal say, and he says, basically, you said the bracha very, very well. So he says, and in Midrash, lashon is atmaha. One second, how can he be going like Shit Reb Nechemia? So he says, no, 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 it's not because of that. Rather, he said, Because the issue was, he was scared, he was he inserted the hey not to be like Shittad Reb Nechemia, but for a different concern, which is, if I say, I'm going to blend the mem of Melech HaOlam and Moitzi, so he added hey to make sure the language is precise. So he said, if that's the case, if he wasn't being like remnihemiah, meata, he should say hamoitzi lechem hamin haaretz. Otherwise, you're also merging lechem min haaretz. So he says, So the, the fact that we don't do that, or he did, I should say, he didn't do that, Rechaim explains it means that had nothing got to do the arev Roshe otiyot, but rather he was holding exactly like shitat remnihemiah, and if you uh, look at uh, Pnei Moshe, he, he says Lo Mashni Medi. There was no uh, answer to this uh, to this uh, argument Okay. Now we add Al Dato Rami It says Haborei Pri Hagafen. Al the rebi the Rabanan borei Pri Hagafen. It seems to align. It seems same same machloket that the, the, the Yerushalmi suggests that, that just as you have Hamoitzilecha Meratzon, lechem Meratzon is debate, so too you would say Haborei Pri Hagafen and borei Pri Hagafen. Okay. By the way there is a, if, if you want to connect it with the midrash i'm we, getting maybe getting a little too excited here but there's i think there's also another shita midrash that would mean may mean a gefe. okay meaning it was good it was a vine perhaps it was a dove. so again it all, it all you know all fits nicely anyway let's continue rabzrika i'll let you have maybe i'll leave it there he says uh, uh one second okay Am Zira? Buy a hand of Nasaf Someone take a Turmisa, and make a bracha. And he makes a bracha, and it fell, and got to, in a state he couldn't be able to retrieve it. He wouldn't be able to get it. In other words, he wouldn't be. And the question is, and he, but he wants to keep. He keep eating um, eating So Does he have to make a second bracha or not? In other words, it's, the, the question was when he picked up this one Turmisan. Is his kavanah limited to that one turmizin, and then when he dropped it, and one example is like a bird came and picked it up or a dog took it away, therefore his kavana was not on any other missing so he has to make a, another bracha or not? Do we say that the Kavana can be understood more broadly? So that Gemara asks, Man beino bein amatamai. How is this different to a case um, where amatamai, meaning someone goes to a stream, the stream is running, he gets down his hands and needs to make and he makes a bracha? right? The water's flowing. By the time he's finished the bracha, the bracha, the water, that, the water that was in front of him has long gone. Nonetheless, he can drink it. The bracha works. So why can't you say, why can't you use that halakha or that statement to solve the problem of Tormusim despite the fact that one, that one Tormos has gone, he's got other ones, so he can eat it without a bracha. And the Gemara says, no, Amrin Tamani, you missed the point. When it comes to the stream, in the beginning, that was his original intent. He knew the water's flowing. So that his kaban was in the board that will eventually reach him, if you like. Ram Hacha, this case, the guy who wanted one tour was in. So therefore, that wasn't his intention from the outset, and therefore, um, he'd probably have to make another bracha. Okay, let's continue. Tani pores. One should not make a bracha on bread except at the time he's going to cut it. Now, what does this mean? Now, uh, the Reb Chaim, again, different explanations here, but we'll bring Reb Chayim once again. It says, Ela, well, Ela I'll read to you inside. You shouldn't cut the bread before you made the bracha. Why? Nothing to do with shalom, nothing to do with anything else. Because if you've cut the piece of bread and that piece of bread will, get, tipol will fall from your hand. And again, a dog comes along and takes it away or something like that. That's where your explains that part. And he'll need another one. Then you he'll have to make another bracha. Uh, and your first bracha, what should you do? You make a bracha before you cut or just when you're about to cut. Because then your kavanah is on the whole loaf. That way, if one piece of bread falls off and the dog cups it, then you're still, it's fine because your kavanah will be on the whole kikar. And if you don't run into the problems of potential bracha <coughs> That's the way he understands. It. That's the way that he explains the uh, Rasta really goes into, it brings another whole derech and, um, well, I'm not going to confuse you with it now. Okay. So, <speaking in Hebrew> um, which uh, Rav says, this is like we said, that what? One once again. Once again. <speaking in Hebrew> Yes. Okay, uh, again. Handen nasam in Igula takes some Igula Shulzvela. I think it's like dates. But it didn't come to his hands. So he has to make another bracha. I'll read you in Sarav In other words, if he made a bracha on this Igula, and it didn't actually get to his hands. That one, he had Kavanah to eat and he took a different one. He has to make another bracha. And that's the basis. Why did the Gemara bring in this statement now? That's a basis for Kodem that you should not cut the bread before you make a bracha. Which is interesting. And again, in other words, this is in other words, this statement of the Gemara is coming to support the contention that you that make sure you have a whole loaf of bread when you make a bracha, because we're concerned your kovan is in the entire loaf of bread that is Because otherwise, if you take one slice and it's lost, it's a bracha of What happens if you if it gets a situation of, of It says immediately say And that's if you like that. In other words, I'll read it again. you made You should immediately go You basically praise the Kadosh name. So that the Shem Hashem wouldn't be mentioned about the for no reason. So in other words, it, it's, it's a way of, you like metakening the, in, in, in order that Hashem's name wouldn't be mentioned for, for naught, we stand praise of Kaddish Baruch name in a way of being metakening in that situation. Okay. Um, I think we'll stop here. We've got another one or two words, but this is like a two dots here and tomorrow's Sugya we'll talk about how much you actually have to cut. But I think, uh, I think we can stop here for Okay? So have a good day, everyone.